Hello, my friends. Andy coming to you live from California. It is uh, 6.51 and uh, just got off uh, two. I have three kids that are in elementary school and I only had two uh, times that you could do your um, back to school uh, meetings with the teacher. So I don't get to meet one of the teachers, although I know who she is. It's not that big of a deal. But anyway, just finish that up as if you need to know what's going on in my life. Um, I'm just trying to scramble here because it took a little bit longer than, than I thought. And I I, I pushed this out as long as I could, and uh, here I am. Hey, Amy. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> Finally, I'm going to be talking to you about how you, how do you kill 11 million people? It's not a funny topic, but I'm. It's uh, it's a topic that I've been trying to get to. That's the funny part. I've been trying to do this for about a week, I think. Um, but very quickly, let's go to my sponsors. We're going to be talking about first. Today's happycoffee.com has changed my life. Uh, uh, it has gotten me through this first week of online schooling with my kids, for sure, uh, with glee and happiness. I know I put a picture with my hand on my face, but that was more about something else was happening, not necessarily what was happening with my kids. And so <laughs> I don't want to get into that right now, but the happy coffee got me through it. And uh, I've also lost a lot of weight since using uh, today's happycoffee.com. It has an appetite suppressant. So I've been able to get through my intermittent fasting a lot more effectively and have not. Uh, I wake up in the morning, I just get going and I do my thing. I take a couple of supplements and I have my coffee and then I don't end up eating until about two in the afternoon. So it's been working really good for me. Uh, and then today's CBD oil right here, the best CBD oil on the planet. It's hard to see with the light. I know. And I bring it, it ain't back. I can't get past the light. Oh, dolly. Uh, anyway, it's um, made by Visea, one of the top 50 healthcare companies in the world. It has liposome technology, which uh, allows those nutrients to get into your body where most nutrients that size will just be uh, processed out of your body. And so it is a great, great product. Uh, and then I have today's Viseo.com, which is all the other wellness products. So they have Core Complete, they have Renew, a whole bunch of stuff. Go there, check out all the different products. It would take me forever to name all the products, but we have the Beleza, which is a, the, the scientifically proven healthcare or skincare uh, product that is um, uh, reduces uh, wrinkles and puffiness to your eyes and uh, is scientifically proven to turn back the hands of time. So there you go. All right. Let me get rid of that. All right. So we're going to be talking about this book right here and in correlation to what's happening in this in this world. And it was written. And here it is right here. Uh, How do you kill 11 million people? 11 million people by Andy Andrews. Uh, this is a, uh, a book that was given to me by a friend um, probably five, six years ago, maybe more than that. And he said, hey, you need to read this book. And I'm not sure why at the time he felt it was necessary, but it was almost like an awareness of what can happen in our world that at any time we can come into a time in our life where um, uh, we get a faction of uh, politicians who believe it's time to destroy America and create a new country uh, within the borders of what used to be America. And um I'm not sure how he knew that was going to happen, but here, here we are. And I'm going to read, read quite a bit of this book. So understand that this is what this is going to be. I'm going to be reading to you a few um, uh, pages of the book. It's a very small book, by the way, and very, very thin. Um, so don't worry. It's not a novel I'm going to be reading to you. But the, the words are really important. And then we're going to, I'm going to come and show you a couple um, uh, clips of some things just to kind of tie everything together. And I think it's really important. I think it's important that you listen to what this book has to say about having um, this in our past. This is what has happened in our past. And we uh, obviously do not want to repeat it. And um, um, 
there's another prep I wanted to do. I just I just need your patience as we go through this because it's gonna be um, it's gonna be one of those shows. It's gonna last a little while. So get, I got some wine here. I got my own wine. Uh, I'm drinking Apothic Red, uh, a very good wine, by the way. Uh, a friend of mine sent me a whole case of this wine. Uh, not sure why I deserved a whole case of that wine, but uh, I'm I've been kind of just going through a little bottle here and there, a little bit of bottle, um, and it's lasted me several months. And um, I'm about ready to finish off. I may have to get on. Her nice side again to have her send me another case of the wine. All right, so let's get started. So we're going to be talking about this. As I'm going through, it'll begin to make sense because uh, I'm pretty sure you know uh, the history of our world and uh, when we had a dictator in our world that literally killed uh, a little over 11 million people. Uh, but there's some aspects of it that you really need to be reminded of maybe uh, that you may have forgotten or maybe you never knew at all. All right, so he starts this particular, I'm on page 13 of this particular book. Um, and so we're gonna start right there just to just to start, uh, just to kind of give you some background and that, it, it, that there's other times in our history where way more people were killed by an evil dictator or an evil organization within a, a, a government uh, because they felt that they just wanted power. Um, and so they began to take power, not really caring uh, much about uh, the people that they were charged with being responsible for. In other words, the um, the people within the country that they were a leader of, or um, uh, you know, they were either uh, you know came in as a, a a politician under a dictator, and how they got kind of swept up and doing that kind of stuff. So. I'm going to start right here. Obviously, most of us have never even considered such a thing. Yet, when I begin to closely research in our world's recent history, the last 100 years, that particularly that particular question made is under unset. Un, oh my gosh, this is going to be a long one if I can't get through this unsettling way uh, into my mind. How do you kill 11 million people? 11 million. The number is so large when large when we when the vowed people uh is attached to uh to it that it becomes almost impossible to make to take seriously why 11 million what you might ask what is the significance of that number it is true there is no singular significance in that number and the actual number is 11,283,000 people the number of people recorded who were killed by adolf hitler between the years 1933 and 1943 11,283,000 people that is incredible um Every time I read it, I just think that is incredible. But incidentally, that particular figure only um, represents institutionalized killing. It does not include the 5,200,000 Germans, civilians, and military uh, war dead. Neither does it include the 28,236,000 Europeans killed during World War II as a result, result of Hitler's aggressive governmental policies. Wow, that is a lot of people wiped off of this earth. Within, within the same parameters, we, we could have used the number of Cambodians uh, put to death by their own government slightly more than 3 million uh, between the years 1975 and 1979. 3 million from a total population of 8 million. 3 million, oh my gosh. That's nearly, I mean, that's fairly close to uh, over a, a, a half of the population. Uh, we could have used the exact figure of 61,911,000. That is the number of the people who were murdered by the government of the Soviet Union shown by, shown by their own records between the years 1917 and 1987. 
what? <laughs> 61 million, almost 62 million. Um, but only 54,767,000 of, of the men, women, and children put to death by the Communist Party were officially Soviet citizens. That is 14,322 human lives for every word in this book. During World War I, the highest leadership council of Turkey's young Turk government decided to exterminate every Armenian in the country. Whether a soldier already on the front lines fighting for the government on a uh, or a pregnant woman. This government uh, institutionally killed their own famous scholars, their own religious leaders, their own children, and ardent partisans of their own country. All two million of them. We could we we could use we could have used that number instead. In fact, during our world's last one hundred years, there are many different figures from which to choose. Three million in North Korea more than a million each in Mexico, Pakistan, and the Baltic states. The choices available and numbers of dead killed in the hands of their own governments are staggering. Uh, and in other places around the world, they are just getting started. So I'm going to leave it there. There's a couple more paragraphs. I'm going to leave it there. So how do you kill 11 million people? So we're going to be obviously talking about Adolf Hitler and what happened in uh, uh, their government. And you really need to kind of listen and pay attention to what's going on here. Feel free to comment anytime you want, just to say, hey, or hi, where you're watching from, that kind of stuff. I know this is really dark right now, this this what I'm reading, but I, it really is super important because uh, as I read this book, I'm not sure what made me pick up this book. There's a lot of this happening in my life today. Um, I just went and I was like looking for another book to read. And this one just kind of fell out of the shelves into my hands and says, you need to read this. And as I started reading it again, I read it within about, I don't know, an hour, right? Maybe less um, and read it from cover to cover and just kind of stopped and said, it's happening again. It potentially can happen again. Um, and so uh, I needed to bring this to your attention because you're going to see some correlations uh, between what it is that I'm reading and what is happening today. So only a clear understanding of the answer to these questions and the awareness of an involved populace can prevent history from continuing to repeat itself as it already has time and again. To be absolutely clear, the method uh, the method a government employs in order to do the actual killing is not in question. We already know the variety of tools used to accomplish mass murder. Neither do we need to consider the mindset of those deranged enough to conceive and carry out a slaughter of innocents. History has provided ample documentation of the damage done to societies by megalomaniacs, psychopaths, and sociopaths. What we need to understand is how 11 million people allowed themselves to be killed. That was the most important thing as I was beginning to read this book. How is it they allowed themselves? And I and it wasn't that long ago because I've been to Auschwitz. I've been there. I've seen the different parts of Auschwitz where many things had taken place that I had read about or seen in movies. Um, and you 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 go in there and you wonder how did that happen? How did the how did they allow themselves to be? I mean, there was a lot of people, right? There wasn't as many as them. Right. There are millions of them and only a couple hundred thousand of them at the time and maybe even less at the time that they were loading them into the train. So let's find out how that happened. What we need to understand. Oh, uh, obviously, that is an oversimplification. But think with me here. It, if a single terrorist begins to um, shoot automatic weapons in a movie theater containing 300 people, 
the, the lone gunman couldn't possibly kill all 300. Why? Because when the shooting started, most of the crowd would run or hide or fight. So why for, so why for month after month and year after year, did millions of intelligent human beings guarded by a relatively few Nazi soldiers willingly load their their families into tens of thousands of cattle cars to be transported by rail to one of the many death camps spread across Europe. How can a condemned group of people headed for a gas chamber be pulled into a cart uh, in, in a docile manner? And I'm going to bring this up and I, I, I create a graphic because I want you just really to see. So how is it that, that, you can, that, that this many people can do that? The answer is breathtakingly simple. And it is a method still being used by some elected leaders to achieve various goals today. How do you kill 11 million people? You lie to them. You lie to them. Every day we are being told that our president is lying to us, right? That's the first lie. Um, he may be hyperbolic sometimes. He may be a, a exaggerate um, to make a point. Um, but a flat out bold lie, it rarely happens with Donald Trump. I know, I know people are falling off their chairs and crashing cars right now because you've been told that he gives you these flat out lies, just like he just totally lies. You know, sometimes everybody mis misspeaks, right? We, we say the wrong thing or we, we met something else and we said it another way. And in the hundreds of media questions he's taking from these moronic reporters, at some point you're going to say something wrong. It is just an impossibility. How often in my Facebook lives do I say something wrong? It's, it's often I use the wrong word or I use it in the wrong context or the wrong sort. Hey, Carol, nice to see you. Um, but we're being told daily. We've been told even before he was elected president that he lies to us constantly. That's the first thing that uh, Bernie, um, Bernie Sanders says. It's the first thing that uh, Schumer says. It's the first thing that Nadler says and Nancy Pelosi. Anytime they're on, is there's, it's like one of the first things they have to tell you. They have to first tell you that the president is lying to you and lies as they begin to lie to you, right? So the first big lie is that they're telling us that the president is lying to us. Um, and they do all these fact checks. You ask Facebook that, that blocks the thing. I have fact, I have Facebook blocking my post and I know that they're factually correct. It happens all the time. And so if it happens to be in line with the president, we're all liars, right? They all begin to block what it is and they begin to tell us that we're liars. I, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to believe that uh, because I do my research and I find out uh, what the truth is the best that I possibly can. And I try to try to back it up with facts and science and research and try to support it. The president is just a New Yorker who uh, has some things that he says that may be a little bit um, enhanced. Now people, oh, that's lying, but not like what we're going to show you that they're doing. They are flat out liars, right? Uh, we can talk about that they came on television for many, many months and years and said that Adam Schiff went on uh, CNN and MSDNC and all these other places and said, I have evidence that, our, that President Trump is a spy for Russia. How many times did he say that? How many times? He said, the president's lying and I have proof because it's in plain sight that our president is a spy for the Russian government, even though he knew he wasn't. 
He was one of the first people that knew that he wasn't because he knew there was nothing. Uh, and it's all coming out, right? We, we, we see the documents that are coming out. We see the, the FBI agents that, that changed wording in an email just so they can have the ability to spy on the president and people that work for the president, right? But for years, they told you that he was lying and that he was a spy for the uh, Russian government. So according to testimony provided under uh, oath, by witnesses at the Nuremberg trials, including specific, in, in quotes, including specific declarations made in court on January 3rd, 1946 by former SS officers, close quote. The act of transporting the Jews to death camps posed a particular challenge for the man who had been named operational manager of the Nazi genocide. Adolf Eichmann, known as the master, was directed by written order in December 1941 to implement the final solution. Eichmann uh, went, about the went about the task as if he was, as if he, as if he, wow, as if he were uh, the president of a multinational corporation. He set ambitious goals, recruited enthusiastic staff, right? <laughs> um, and, and monitored the progress. He cleared what worked, he, uh, he chartered what worked and what didn't and changed policy accordingly. Eichmann measured achievement in quotas filled. Success was rewarded, fail failure was punished. Let me stop right there. So the, the thing that Eichmann did was he uh, obviously got other people to help him out, right? He recruited people and enthusiastic people, right? BLM, Antifa type people, um, Adam Schiff like people, people that work for Adam Schiff, uh, people that work for the FBI that wanted a, um, uh, a safeguard that if, if there's any chance that President Trump, that Trump uh, might have won, that they had a they had a, 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 a something in place that they would be able to prosecute him and get him out and lie about his involvement with spying with Russia. Right. And so. Obama and Biden and um, uh, Hillary and the DNC recruited a number of these people, right? Who were enthusiastic. That, and this was odd because Donald Trump was actually a very popular person before he ran for president. There was a lot of black leaders that loved him. There was a lot of black uh, rappers who loved him. There was a lot of people who really loved him. A lot of people who watched this television show, I was not one of them. I don't know why, but I didn't watch the television show. Uh, but there were a lot of people that really liked him. Right. But suddenly when he was running against them and they thought, oh, no, this this businessman obviously can't get in here because he doesn't understand. He doesn't understand what we do here in politics. He doesn't understand what we have. He may ruin it all. He may come in there and say, hey, what is it you guys are doing? This is kind of stupid. You guys are wasting money here. You're the, the governments of these other countries are not giving us the money that they owe us. They're, and they're going to ruin everything because what's happening is so that they didn't have to give the United States the money that they owed us or were supposed to give us. You would pay them money, right? You would you would put their children on the payroll as we find out with Biden students, right? And so here comes this businessman. They're going, wait a minute. He's a, he doesn't understand what we have going on here. He may ruin something. And so they begin to recruit these other people through pay. We've learned that there's people that had uh, these grants, suddenly these grants, the grant to write the dossier. There was a grant to write and research the dossier to create a document that they can use against them. This, the, the, one of the spies that was able to get it done, a foreign spy that was able to get that done, he was actually paid a good deal of money through a grant from the U.S. government. We paid 
for the dossier. We pay for the spying on candidate Trump, uh, eventually um, uh, President Trump. All right. And so they were able to find them that. And we're talking about Eichmann here. All right. Now, I know that people are going, you can't be. This is conspiracy that you don't no, I'm telling you, this is what's happening, because based on everything that's coming out in regard to the uh, investigations into the into the Russian um, uh, collusion and spying, these are the things that are beginning to come out. And you had some enthusiastic people that were helping um, the DNC and, and Biden and Obama and, and Clinton's um, to get this job done. And they almost did. They almost did, but they got caught. They fell apart. They they forgot about this thing called the internet. They forgot about this thing called uh, the American heart for Americans and patriotism. They, they forgot about that. Uh, and so they got caught before it actually began to happen. Did I think they, do I think they intend to kill all of us? No, but we see a lot of people dying today, don't we? Uh, because they of their ineptness, because they don't take action, because they didn't want the president to come in and begin to stop the writing. So now people are dead because of their, um, because of who they are and what they want. They're more concerned about getting elected. They could care less what's happening in our cities. So um, to continue, an interactive web of lies. Uh, achievement quote, yeah. Um, an interactive, uh, intricate, sorry, an intricate web of lies to be delivered in stages was designed to ensure the co cooperation of the condemned but unknowing Jews. First, as barbed wire fences were erected, encircling entire neighborhoods, Eichmann or his rep representatives met with Jews, Jewish leaders, to assure them that the physical restrictions being placed upon them, upon their community, in what later became known as ghettos, were only temporary necessities of war. As long as they cooperated, he told them no harm would come to them inside the fence. Second, bribes were taken from the Jews in the promise of better living conditions. The bribes convinced the Jews that the situation was indeed temporary and that no further harm would befall them. After all, they reasoned why they reasoned why would the Nazis accept bribes if they only intended to kill us and take everything away. These first two stages of deception were conducive or were conducted to prevent uprisings or even escape. Just boggles my mind. Finally, Eichmann would appear before a gathering of the entire ghetto accompanied by an, uh, an entourage of no more than 30 local men and officers of his own. Many unarmed, he addressed the crowd in a strong, clear voice. According to sworn uh, statements, there, there were very likely the, these exact words. Jews at last, it, it can be reported to you that the Russians are advancing on our uh, eastern front. I apologize for the hasty way we brought you into our protection. <laughs> the hasty way we brought you into our protection. Uh, it could be, uh, you can replace masks, right? Um, sequestered in your homes 
We've been protecting you. We're telling you it'll be safe. Just go back in your homes. Uh, if you ever have to leave, put a mask on, you know, just stay, just stick with this. We're not going to open up any stores. We're not going to open any gyms. We're going to protect you. The Democrats, we care about you more than that evil president. He wants you to go back to school and die. He wants you to go back to work and die. He wants you to go back to the gyms and die. But no, we're going to protect you. Go put your masks on. Go back home. Don't go back to work. Don't the schools will kill you. Don't go back to school. Stay in school and we'll do online training. You just we're going to protect you. That evil orange man is going to kill you. Right. And that's what they're trying to say. So Jews at this point. Oh, sorry. Uh, indeed, you will. You uh, let's see. Uh, but, but, but unfortunately, there was little time to explain. You have nothing to worry about. We want only the best for you. You will leave here shortly and be sent to very fine places. Indeed, you will work there. Your wives will stay at home. Your children will go back to school. You will have wonderful lives. We will all be terribly crowded on this train, but the journey is short. Men, please keep your families together and board the rail cars in an orderly manner. Quickly now, my friends, we must hurry. <laughs> I just got the chills. I just got the chills. I've been to Auschwitz. I've seen it. I fell the death. And I'm just, I'm just like, I don't know if I'm making it up. I don't know. I mean, I don't even know if anybody has anything that, that, that are you, are you hearing me? Are you hearing what they're saying? This is the Nazis talking to the Jews. Don't worry. We're going to keep, we're going to keep you safe. Not them. They are evil, right? You see the rioting in the streets. Do you see the horrible things he says? Do you hear what he says? And he's lying to you. Every, do not listen to that orange man. He is bad. So we're going to go put your masks on. Go back home. Don't go back to work. Don't go to school. We're going to keep you safe. We're trying to give you money, but he's not giving you money. We want to give you money, but he's the one who doesn't want to give you money. The Jewish husbands and fathers were relieved by the explanation and, com and comforted by the fact that they weren't, there weren't more armed soldiers. <laughs> they helped their, <laughs> they helped their families into the rail cars. The containers designed to transport eight cows were each packed with a minimum of 100 humans uh, and quickly padlocked. At, the, at that moment, they were lost. The trains rarely stopped until well inside the, the gates of Auschwitz or Belzic, or Sabor, or Treblinka. A list, a list drawn up by German ministry in 1967 names more than 1,100 concentration camps and subcamps accessible by rail. The Jewish vitriol, uh, virtual library says it is estimated that the Nazis established 15,000 camps in the occupied countries. Wow. 15,000 camps in the occupied countries. And that is how you kill 11 million people. You lie to them. You just simply lie to them and you keep lying to them and you keep lying to them. Um, I'm going to play a couple of videos here. Let me go ahead and bring up my first video. Um, and I just want to just share with you. Uh, you've already probably seen some of these things, but I just want to make sure that you understand uh, what I'm talking about. And um uh, I've had a tough time trying to decide which one I want to give you first. Um, let's go ahead and go with Pelosi. Why not? She's in the news and I'm not going to tell you. It's not about her haircut. 
because I could surely show that one. I tried not to do the obvious ones, but here's one um, from Fox News. I'm going to go ahead and bring it up here. But this is where she's telling you um, and everyone else that it is the conservative um, uh, part of our country that are evil. They are the enemies of the state. Right. So in, in, in essentially in regard, if I'm going to compare it to this story, the Nazis were warning them about Russia. Right. Take out the fact that Russia is our enemy now and that kind of stuff. Just understand that in regard to this this book and the facts behind what the Nazis did is that they scared them that the Nazis were going to come in and kill everybody. And it was the Nazis that was keeping the Jews safe. Right. I mean, you're going to learn it's not just the Jews, by the way, but it, it, it released it, this part of the story in the ghettos and that kind of stuff is that the Nazis were telling them it was the, the Russians who are the evil people. In our story today, it is the Democrats telling us that the Republicans are the enemy, the evil man inside the White House. Right. We need to evict him out of the White House. You hear that? We're going to have to drag him out by police is what they tell you on the news. Uh, all these things are happening. Real. Oops. All these things are happening real time. Uh, and in the nearly the exact same way in words. They're different, but listen, it is it is really strong language. And the whole time they're telling you it is it is it is um, um, uh, President Trump who is the evil one. He is the one using divisive language. I've already heard that a couple times from uh, friends on Facebook that are probably former friends because <laughs> I I address their um, their lies. Um, and that is not the truth. All right, I'm going to mute my mic. I'm going to bring up the video. were there and they are there now 24 7 trying to interfere in our election but they're not the only ones we take an oath to protect and defend the constitution from all enemies foreign and domestic and sadly the domestic enemies to our voting system and wow. our honoring our constitution uh, are right at 1600 pennsylvania avenue with their allies in the congress of the united states but again let's just get out there uh, and mobilize, organize, uh, and not uh, let the president deter anybody uh, from voting. And again, support the postal system, which is election, election central. They're doing everything they can. Suppress the vote of, uh, uh, with your actions. Scare people, intimidate right. by saying law enforcement will be there. Uh, uh, diminish the role of the, of the postal system in all of this. It's really actually shameful. Enemy. Sorry about that. I cut off the most important part. She was getting ready to say enemy of the people, that they are the enemies of the people. Um, none of that is happening, right? He, he's not stealing all of the mailboxes, although they tried to lie to you and tell you that he was stealing, stealing all the mailboxes and hiding them in the garage of the White House, um, that all of this stuff was happening, right? Um, um, he's not trying to suppress the vote. He's trying to tell you, go out and vote. He's, he's, he's on the TV right now telling you people to go out and vote. We want you to go out and vote. There's nothing as language as suppressing the vote. He's saying, no, this is crazy. We have never done this for a national election where we sent out these millions of ballots out into the world and just have people randomly gather them up and check boxes for certain people. We want an, one individual casting one ballot, uh, um, uh, ballot and submitting it for the vote. How do you do that? You go and vote. COVID-19 is going to kill you. If you think it's going to kill you, then you get an absentee ballot, which means that you've requested, you got a, a warm body asking for a ballot 
right? You submit the documentation or you can do it probably over the internet. Now, I'm not really sure. Uh, now, you that's that's somebody requesting one. It's not a dead body. It's not somebody's dog. It's not somebody's cat, right? It's not somebody that used to live at that address. It's the person living at that address asking for the ballot. They return a ballot, gets filled out, and it gets signed and it gets sent back, right? That is way more, um, it, it just makes sense. Right. I, 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 this is the craziest thing. But what did she just say? It was all lies. Every bit of what she said is a lie. And this is what we're talking about in this book is that she's telling you that he is the enemy of the state. All right. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to share something uh, from Dan Bongino's show. It's just more. I just want to support everything. It's in so many. I mean, I I really had like 10 things I want to show you, but I'm really going to try hard uh, and and not do that because it, it can be overwhelming to do that many things. And so I just I'm just I, am I frozen? Nope. I thought I was frozen for a second. Um, I'm going to share another one here. This is from Dan Bongino's show. This is, uh, you know what, actually, no, let me do that, the one from Twitter. The one from Twitter, uh, we just need a little comedy relief. That they, they put a little clown face <laughs> on Biden, but let's just, uh, let's just watch this one. This is, this is a, great, um, a great one about um, him lying about what Donald Trump said about the white supremacists, uh, white supremacists, about the white supremacists in uh, what was it, South Carolina, North Carolina, one of those Carolinas, right? That he that they're all good people. He didn't say that, right? But you've heard it recently, right? They're still sticking to that idea or that thought or that lie that he supports anarchist, white supremacists, whatever it was being uh, accused of. Um, KKK members, right? They're, they're but in Biden just did it like yesterday, the day before yesterday, still continuing to use the lie. But here, I'm going to play this for you. And I'm going to mute my mic and play. But many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? The veins. But he said specifically that he was condemning them. He no, said, he did he not. Said, he, he said, said he walked out and he Sorry said. Sorry about that. I'm going to do it again. Not everything always goes perfect. I know I'm nearly perfect, but <laughs> I messed up. All right. I'm going to mute my mic. I'm going to take it back just a little bit. Hold on. Here we go. many people in that group other than neo-nazis and white nationalists okay the veins but he said specifically that he was condemning them he no, said he did he not said, he said he walked out and he said let's get this straight and i'm not talking about the neo-nazis and the white nationalists because they should be condemned totally and uh, when the president was asked about it he said they should be condemned totally racist and not condemn them they should be condemned totally he said there were quote some very fine people on both sides. And I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists because they should be condemned totally. Just a week ago yesterday was the third anniversary of the events in Charlottesville. Other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? You remember what the president said when asked? And I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists because they should be condemned totally. He said there were, quote, very fine people on both sides. (sighs) 
Is that not crazy? I mean, when you when you get it all together like that, um, uh, Dan Bongino has done a great job of putting some stuff together too, which I'm going to share with you right now. I'm um, here. Let's get this party started. <laughs> hey, Marie. Um, Biatch. I know. She, it drives me crazy. Where is everyone? I don't know. Where is everyone? Bring bring some people to the party. Let's go. Uh, oh, scary. What, the, the clown face was scary or what he was saying was scary. Um, but you hear, they see that, right? You see that they keep repeating these lies and lies and lies. Um, I'm, I'm going to share some more in just one second. Actually, let me do that next and I'm going to show you a couple more uh, videos. But let me get back to my book here. Um, but wait, you say, oh, here's my graphic. I got to put my graphic up because I could, took the time to make it. I might as well put it up. All right. So, but wait, you say this, this didn't happen overnight right? Um, the, the Jews being loaded in the cattle cars and taken to Auschwitz and all the other concentration camps. This didn't just happen like that. But wait, you say this didn't happen overnight. How did things get so out of hand? How did it get to this point? So let's find out. Let's find out how it got to this point, because I think we are in it and have been in it for the last three or four years, maybe five. The National Socialist German Workers Party, led by Adolf Hitler, rose to power Dating, I want to make sure I was unmuted, during a time of economic uncertainty in a nation of people longing for better times, Germany was a modern industrialized nation whose well-informed citizens enjoyed ready access to inf information by way of print and radio broadcast media. We have the internet at that time. It seemed to be like a lot of information, right? Even televisions and, um, and print and radio was going on. Hitler was a man of the common people. Not long before, he had been a, a lance corporal in the army, and his speeches were exciting. Now, Biden's, I don't think, has ever been uh, exciting. But yeah, some other people. Yeah, Obama, right? His uh, speeches were exciting and passionate. Uh, he promised more and better and new and different. He vowed rapid change and swift action without actually telling you how he was going to do it, right? Is that not what we have doing right now? Um, we have Biden going around saying, it's going to be better, it's going to be new. It's going to be different. It's, you don't want this. We're going to do something better. Is he not saying that right now? Actually, I think he plagiarized this. I think he plagiarized Andrew, Andy Andrews' book because he says he's promising more and better and new and different and vowed rapid change. As soon as I'm president, everything will change. The rioting will stop, right? Swift action. According to record, what Hitler actually said in his speeches depended very much upon the audience. In agriculture areas, they pledged, he pledged tax cuts for farmers and new laws to protect food prices. In working class neighborhoods, he talked about redistribution. What? Have you heard that before? <laughs> and of wealth. Read, he just did that the other day, did he not? Uh, he said he's going to redistribute. Uh, that was actually... Um, uh, what's his name from New York, but either way, he's a Democrat, um, and attack the high. Oh no, I, Biden did it too. In regard to, uh, the taxes that when he's only going to tax the wealthy, oh, sorry. I went through my words there, the wealthy, because they need to spread out the wealth. So he did also say that, um, uh, wealth attacked, uh, high profits guaranteed by business owners. When he appeared before financial or financiers and captains of industry, Hitler focused on his plans to destroy communism and reduce the power of the trade unions. How fortunate for leaders, Hitler said to his inner circle, that men do not think. That is what the Democrats believe. They believe that you don't think. And they have a large amount of people in this country who do not think. I have seen them on Facebook. Have you not? Um, some of my friends that are on there now, how many of you have seen people that simply do not think? 
they post something so quickly, right? When uh, the kid got shot in, um, the rapist got shot in Wisconsin, they go, oh, look at that. He's guilty. Biden puts that up. He's guilty. Excessive force. Uh, oh my gosh, the, uh, another black man was killed by the white police, right? Before he knows anything. And so that, and that's what he's depending on. He's depending on there's a large group of people um, that do not think. And this is exactly what Hitler said. Hitler said to his inner circle that men do not think. Make the lie big. Make it simple. Keep saying it. And eventually they will believe it. In Mein Kampf, Hitler's autobiography, he, wore, he wrote, the great masses of the people will more easily fall victim to a big lie than a small one. <laughs> oh. The book was widely read by the German people at the time. He wrote a book prior to taking over, trying to take over the world and killing Jews. He wrote the book telling him what he was going to do. All right, do you understand that? Mein Kampf was written before he exterminated 11 million people. In the book, he told people exactly what he was going to do. He was going to lie to them, lie to them, and he was going to lie to them big because small ones aren't as good as big lies. And yet, um, the great masses of people will more uh, blah blah blah. Uh, the masses believed him anyway, or at the very most, they ignored him. It is a fact that fewer than ten percent of Germans, uh, Germany's population. Um, of 79.7 million people actively worked or campaigned to bring about Hitler's change. That was 10%. 10% of the people actively campaigned to bring um, about Hitler's change. Even at, at the height of, his, of, his, of its power in 1945, the Nazi political party boasted only 8.5 million members out of 79.7 .7 million people in the population. 8.5 million members. So the remaining 90% of Germans, teachers, doctors, ministers, farmers, did what? What did they do? What do I tell you every night not to do? What have I been telling you, even before reading this book, not to do? They, have, they stayed silent. They stood by. They watched. Essentially, yes. Mothers and fathers held their voices, covered their eyes, wore their masks. No, we're wearing our masks. Close their ears. The vast majority of the educated, the educated population accepted their salaries and avoided the, un the uncomfortable truth that lingered over them like a serpent waiting to strike. And when the Nazis came for their children, it was too late. <laughs> All right, let me, let me show you something else. Here's another lie, a flat ass lie yesterday uh that i he said yesterday or maybe it was the day before yesterday i'm sorry i could be getting these things uh it's been he's he lies so often i can't remember which day it was all right here we go so let me share this this is a little bit from dan bongino's show this is the one i told you originally that i was going to show you oh i didn't put it up hold on stand by here we go bring it all together there's a little too many clicks i, I want i want less clicks <laughs> all right here we go you'll do when you get into office, God forbid, as the president. I will raise taxes for anybody making over $400,000. Let me tell you why I'm going to do it. It's about time they start paying a fair share of the economic responsibility we have. The very wealthy should pay a fair share. Okay, so you're only going to raise taxes, Joe, on people who make $400,000 a year.
So Joe Biden clone, can you debate Joe Biden here and say, hey, what about me? What if I'm doing okay? And, you know, I just want to be left alone, maybe not making $400,000 a year. But what do you think about original Joe Biden? What do you think what he just said? Let's get his answer on that. Really good shape, right? Really changed your, well, you did. Well, that's good. You must, I'm glad to see you're doing well already. And I'm good. But guess what? If you elect me, I'm not going to have you. Your taxes are going to be raised, not cut. Thank you, Joe Biden clone, for calling out Joe Biden, original Joe Biden. Clone Biden, original Biden. But wait, just to be sure, is clone Joe Biden debating Joe Biden? Is clone Joe Biden absolutely sure whose taxes are getting hiked? Because remember, we got a middle class, substantial middle class tax cut with the Trump tax cuts. You can all check that out on your own and just look it up on the interweb. It's all out there for you. So clone Joe Biden. Is the original Joe Biden wrong? He said none of our taxes are getting raised if we didn't make over $400,000. But the Trump tax cuts did cut our taxes if we're under that. So clone Joe Biden, can you just contrast what original Joe Biden just said about the tax cuts? Check this out. And the fact of the matter is there is plenty, plenty of money to go around. The first thing I would do as president was eliminate the president's tax cut. This is some debate. <laughs> yeah, some debate. Right? He get, I, I'm, I'm only raising taxes to the top. And then he begins to say, he's lying. Do, and do you remember what I said? That depending where his audience is, not, uh, uh, Hitler would change his message depending on who he was speaking to. Do you see Joe Biden? Now, there's, a, there's a, another issue. And I, I know I'm using Biden and it's kind of, I'm kind of like, oh, should we, should, should we really be using him? And that's why I threw Nancy in there. Uh, and I talked about Adam Schimm and some other people because I'm really not sure that he knows what he's doing. But somebody's telling him what to say or he has enough, still a little bit of brain cell there that he's understanding that he has to tell certain people in certain audiences different things based on where he's at. Again, what he's not realizing is that there's the internet. There's this thing called social media. There's YouTube where we can hear his words that he spoke once before. But again, lying to everybody at all times. There's not a truth in any of that. I mean, the truth is, is he gonna, he's gonna raise taxes, right? But he keeps lying about who he's gonna raise taxes um, uh, for. And in the end, it's for everybody, right? Tomorrow we'll hear him again say that he's only doing it to the, to the top 10%. And that's somehow gonna pay for everything. Uh, it is just simply not possible. He does say always that he's going to um, uh, take away all the uh, tax cuts that uh, uh, Donald Trump put into place. And uh, that that is the truth. So I'm going to play you one more thing. I just want to hit this home so that you guys um, really get an understanding. Again, there's so much of this particular uh, subject matter that we could have talked about. Why can I not find? Oh, here we go. Uh, here we go. This is going to be about, you guessed it, fracking. Here we go. here but let's go to another issue joe biden seems confused debates himself all the time so here's original not clone joe biden when we ask him a question on you know fracking he says i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do anything to stop fracking mr biden what are you gonna do about fracking i am not banning fracking paula can you play that one again are we sure mr biden on fracking please I am not banning fracking. I'm sorry, uh, Paul. I know. 
I know I'm, I'm driving you crazy. Original Joe Biden, not clone Joe Biden. One more time on fracking so all of the American public understands. I am not banning fracking. Okay. Now, as the debate moderator, I'm not confused in any way. I'm a smart guy. I'm debating. I, got, I just got original Joe Biden on the record. He is not banning fracking. He said it three times. He actually said it once, repeated three times, but you get the point. Now, clone Joe Biden, what do you have to say about fracking in response to original Joe Biden's answer about fracking? Hey, everybody, stop clicking around. I am in the woods uh, with some water going in the background near my house. Fracking. No more, no new fracking. We, we are, we are going to get rid of fossil fuels. Like, what about, say, stopping fracking and stopping yeah. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in the Biden administration? No, it would be, we, would, we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel, and I am not going to cooperate with you, okay? But no ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. Ends. Number one. Three consecutive American presidents have enjoyed stints of explosive economic growth due to a boom in oil and natural gas production. As president, would you be willing to sacrifice some of that growth, even knowing potentially that it could displace thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of blue collar workers in the interest of transitioning to that greener economy? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. No more. No new fracking. We even had other debate moderators. Lloyd, Lloyd, <laughs> what? It's right here. It's right here. This is what they did. The lie is big, right? Those are big lies. You're going to take away all fossil fuels and you're going to end fracking when you're talking to a, an audience and you're standing there next to Bernie because you don't want to sound weaker than Bernie, right? That's really the reason probably he said that he was going to end up because he didn't, he didn't want Bernie to come on and say, hey, we're going to lower however you talk, we're going to stop all fossil fuels, uh, the new green deal, <laughs> right, whatever. Oh, that hurt my throat. Um, and so he, he's, 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 he's playing to wherever he's at, whoever he's up against, whatever audience is watching. And it is, the, he's a nut. He's freaking crazy. And that's what they do. They just keep telling these lies and whatever audience, they don't watch anything else, right? They don't watch me. <laughs> they don't watch uh, Dan Bongino. Uh, they don't watch Fox. They don't watch anything else that will give them a different view and say, wait a minute, you just said that you were not going to end fracking. And then over here, you said you were going to end fracking. Right? They don't, they, but they're, what they're hoping is, is that these numbers of people that don't care or work or, work or don't, um, um, uh, don't read a newspaper, don't know how to read a newspaper, um, that they kept in these ghettos themselves, right? They keep them in these ghettos. They keep them as low income as possible. They, they give them horrible schools, don't educate them. And they keep telling them, we're just going to get, keep giving you free EBD cards, right? EBT cards that are your, it's free stuff, right? We're going to give you free alcohol. That's what they did in San Francisco. We're going to give you free room and board. We're going to give you free food. We're going to give you free stuff. Right. And they're hoping all these people that they can gather these millions of people that are lazy ass people, along with people that they've they've uh, pushed down as far as they possibly can. So there's no hope 
no hope of getting out of the shithole of Baltimore, the shithole of Minneapolis, the shithole of Chicago and, and Seattle and, and, and Portland and Los Angeles in San Francisco where they're crapping in the streets, right? There's no hope for these people. Yeah, and they keep telling them, listen, it's his fault. It's the guy that's in the White House's fault. He's the one who's doing it. He's divisive, all of his language. He's racist. And they're telling you all this stuff when in fact, they're the ones who are racist. It all catches up to them. We heard Cuomo, right? We heard Governor Cuomo say, you can't come to New York, or he can't come to New York without an army. Uh, he's better come well armed and uh, because he's not going to survive. Like, what an ass. Like, what? And it's all beginning to come out. Pelosi got caught. She couldn't hang on, right? She couldn't hang on because she's busy telling you what to do. And then she goes, ah, it doesn't matter. It's not me. I don't have to do that. It's just them. It's just those people. Um, and she walks in without her mask. Again, I could care less if she wears a mask. Uh, she's probably got some comorbidities and, uh, you know, but I, what do I care whether she wears a mask or not? It's the fact that she's telling you to wear a mask and her nephew shut down. They're showing liberal cities in crisis right now. And it's exactly what I'm telling you right now. It's a shithole, right? It's there's people living on the streets. They're, they're crapping in the streets. There's an app to tell you where all the crap is. <laughs> That's how bad it is in these cities. All right. So. You see it. This is Andrew again, Andy Andrews again. This is a reading from his book, 11, How You Do Kill 11 Million People. You see, it wasn't only the Jews who were persecuted. Today, most people are unaware that of the 11 million people exterminated, 5 million were not even Jewish. <clears throat> In Dachau, one of the largest and most infamous of all concentration camps, only a third of the population was Jewish. A third. We've all heard of the yellow triangles the Jews were forced to wear for identification. Do you know the other colors that were used? Brown tri triangles identified gypsies and those of Roman descent. Purple triangles were worn by Jehovah Witness, Catholic priests, and Christian leaders who ran afoul of the government. Black triangles marked uh, one as a vagrant worn by any person lacking documentation when asked to prove uh, for proof of a permanent address. Blue triangles were forced on those who had moved to Germany from other countries, unless they were Jewish, in, in which case they wore yellow. Red triangles were worn by large, uh, a large and diverse group. You were red if you were a member of a trade union, a Democrat, a... <laughs> a um, Freemason, or any number of categories labeled as a political nonconformist. Pink badges identified homosexuals through any sus um, suspected perpetrator of a sexual offense, such as rape or pedophilia, um, was also given a pink triangle. Green badges were given to common thieves and murderers, and since they were not suspect politically, these prisoners called capos were often in charge of the others. They put, listen, you have, this was one thing that just like, they're releasing the prisoners by the thousands of California, 8,000, 9,000 prisoners, felony prisoners, not done with their time, rapists, right? Uh, manslaughter, uh, drunk drivers who have killed families, um, uh, thieves, burglars, robbers, car thieves are in the thousands are being released within California. Thousands. They are not mandated at all to go anywhere. Right. They're releasing them and giving freedom to them, but they're incarcerating good people, taxpaying people, business owners. You can't go to work. You can't go to school. Stay in your house. Put a mask on. 
right? But yet they're releasing 9,000 people. In this Nazi world, um, the purple badges, uh, red and pink badges, um, uh, were, were, oh, I'm sorry, sorry, the green badges were given to common thieves and murderers. And since they were not suspect politically, these prisoners called capos were often in charge of the others. We see that happening in St. Louis, right? We have a couple who their private property, the, the, the gated community they lived in was broken into with BLM and Antifa and, um, and came in and threatened their lives, threatened the lives of their animals and of, of, of them and that they were gonna burn their house down. And because they had the gall of bringing out weapons to say, stand back or else we're gonna use these, they were arrested and nobody uh, in that group for breaking into the private community for trespassing at least or terrorist threats, none of them were arrested, right? We're seeing this with our law enforcement officers that are, that are trying to arrest criminal suspect, the guy in Wisconsin, felony um, uh, uh, molester, rapist, right? Had a warrant out for his arrest. He resisted arrest. He was going for a knife to stab the police officer and he was shot because he did not put his hands up and stop and now the officers are likely to be imprisoned. Um, you have the officers, um, the officer in Atlanta, right? Same thing. He gets shot at by the suspect that he's been wrestling with and tased, right? He used less lethal. He high, tried to deescalate. And in, in, in trying to deescalate, he, he, uh, he, the guy he got, got taken advantage of, he beat two police officers, ran away with one of their tasers, shot at the officer with a taser right at his face. And the officer had no choice but to return fire and killed him. He's in jail. <laughs> you can't make this shit up, right? And you see this happening in Nazi Germany in very similar ways, right? It's not exact, but in very similar ways. And we're just, people are being quiet. Like I said uh, earlier, how did this happen? People were quiet. Nobody said anything. They just ignored it. There's a few of us that are speaking out, but I see plenty of people in my friends. If I have 4,000 people somewhere in there, 3,000 people on my friend list, 90% of them are saying nothing. 90% of them are being quiet. 90% of them have told me that they are not going to say anything because it might cost them a customer. It might cost them their business. It might cost them their job. The problem is you're not going to have a business. You're not going to have a job because you didn't speak up, right? Our kids can't go to school because you're not speaking up. But that's what's happening here in history. I'm showing you. I'm reading it to you. This is a, a history that we do not want to repeat. Purple badges, red and pink and, and brown, uh, blue and black, all worn by mothers and fathers and children who were not the first to be selected for the camps. Their badges were worn. Their fates were uh, uh, um, altered. Their faces altered. Well, after they got a good look of the yellow ones. In at least one German town, the railroad tracks ran behind the church. Listen to this story. All right, this is it. Listen to this story. As I, an eyewitness stated this, we heard stories of what was happening to the Jews, but we tried to distance ourselves from it. They heard story. They knew what was happening. They heard stories. But instead of doing anything, they distanced themselves from it, right? Because I live in Orange County, right? It's easy to distance myself from Los Angeles, for people that live around Portland, they're distancing themselves from Portland. In Seattle, people are distancing themselves from Seattle. In New York, people are fleeing New York to Florida to a Republican state 
which they're going to turn blue because they're idiots, right? They're fleeing the, the, the mess that New York has become, and then they're going to go to Florida, which is a red state, and they're going to turn it blue. Oh, what? Like, we didn't know. We didn't know that. What? All right. So each Sunday, here, here's, here's the thing. Um, so anyway, I'm going to read that over again because I messed it up because I got all excited. We heard stories of what was happening to the Jews, but we, we tried to distance ourselves from it because we felt what could, what could anybody do to stop it? What could anybody do? Each Sunday morning, we would hear the train whistle blowing in the distance, then the wheels coming over the tracks. We became disturbed when we heard cities or when we heard cries coming from the train as it passed by. We realized that it was carrying Jews like cattle to the uh, in the cars. Week after week, the whistle would blow. We dreaded the we dreaded to hear the sounds of those wheels because we knew that we would hear the cries of the Jews en route to a death camp. Their screams tormented us. We knew the time the train was coming, and when we heard the whistle blow, we began singing hymns. By the time the train came past our church, we were singing at the top of our voices. If we heard the screams, we sang more loudly, and soon we heard them no more. Years have passed, and no one talks about it but I still hear the train whistle in my sleep. <laughs> Hold on. I just need to recover because I'm, I, I have been there, right? I've been there in Auschwitz and I've felt you go into Auschwitz and you feel the death. You feel the horror. You feel the evilness inside the camp. It is huge. It is far as your eyes can see. It, it, it's flat ground. You look at the fence that goes and goes and goes and goes as far. It gets smaller and smaller and smaller until it disappears. It is a huge location. When you talk about millions of people in a fenced-in area with guard with guard uh, posts every, I don't know, 100 yards or so, and you see it for real and you stand there and you look at it and you see the railroad tracks that lead into Auschwitz and you know that on those tracks, road railroad cars cattle cars full of jews at one point those are the same railroad tracks that took people to their deaths i've taken pictures of it i've shared it on my facebook page over the years that this is real this was happening you have people in a church hearing the horns and the and then the, the wheels and then the, the cries and the screams coming from those trains and they kept silent as a matter of fact they sang to drown out the screams so they didn't have to hear the screams so that they can ignore the screams. <clears throat> With all we now know, does anyone believe that telling the truth will solve all a nation's problems? Of course not, but it is the beginning. In fact, speaking truth should be the least we require of our electric, uh, elected leaders. After all, what are, what are our standards for being led? You see, the danger to America is not a single politician with ill intent or even a group of them. The most dangerous thing any nation faces is a citizenry capable of trusting a liar to lead them. In the long run, it is much easier to undo the policies of a crooked leadership than to restore common sense and wisdom to a deceived population willing to elect such a leader in the first place. Any contrary can... Any country can survive having chosen a fool as their leader, but history has shown time and again that a nation of fools is surely doomed. <laughs> Incredibly, there are currently 300, 
or 545 human beings who are directly, legally, morally, and individually responsible for every problem America faces. Have you ever wondered why America doesn't have a balanced budget? Have you ever in your life heard of a politician who wasn't for a balanced budget? Have you ever heard a politician speak in favor of a complicated tax code that ordinary citizens would find difficult to understand? Then why do we have a complicated tax code that ordinary citizens find difficult to understand? Meet the 545 men and women who enact every law purpose, propose, enact every law, propose every budget, and set every policy enforced on the citizens of the United States of America. One president, nine Supreme Court justices, 100 senators, 435 members of the House of Representatives. By the way, have you ever noticed that if any one of us lies to them is a felony? But if any one of them lies to us, it is considered politics. According to the United States Bureau of the Census, our population has now increased beyond 311 million people. I just checked, it's 327 million. Uh, to be clear, that's 545 of them and 327 million of us. Can 327 million Americans ever hope to wrestle the power away from 545? One would think so, but did you know that during the past quarter century, no presidential election has been won by more than 10 million ballots cast? Yet every federal election during the same time period had at least 100 million people of voting age who did not bother to vote. There's more to this book, but it's that's it. That's all I needed to read. We've been told for four years that Donald Trump is a fool. We've been told that he's a liar. We've been told that he's stupid. We've been told that he's lazy. And from every indication, everything that I have done to research and read and know and understand and look at who you start, you kind of start with his family, right? You start with close family, not the family that cut out the will. They're, they're angry, right? You start with his, 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 um, uh, his sons and daughters, right? Including his um uh, you know, those who married in, they all love him. They all love him. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, did I just click on that? <laughs> I don't know how long that's been up. Sorry. Um, they all love him, right? It, it, one way to tell if a man has integrity and, um, you know, has been there for his family is how his children treat him. And I, I feel that strongly. Anytime I see a child, who looks up to their parents with an eye of, wow, I really, I really like my parent. And yes, dad, yes, mom, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. Th there's something there, right? There's something about that, that person that shows you that it, there's a really, really good chance that they are good, right? We, but we have, that doesn't mean that all your kids are gonna turn out great. I, I know some really great men who have some pretty crappy kids. But how many times you have as many people in that are, um, and, and divorced, right? What is he married three times? I, don't, I forget, right? But yet all the children from all the marriage love him. And he, and he stops whenever they call, he stops. That's what the word on the streets, even people that I know that know somebody that knows him says he gets a phone call from a kid. He'll stop a meeting with sometimes a governmental um, uh, representative to take the call from his children. That, that is one of the things that you can look at. The other thing is you look at the people that are, are uh, that work with him 
that don't have some type of agenda. There's many people that know him and work with him. And again, I know some people that are fairly close to him. I think there's one person removed or worked in the White House. I have a friend in Nashville that knows somebody that works in the White House. Um, I have other people, they say, he is the greatest guy to work for. He is really the nicest guy. And they go, it is shocking that we have so many people in the White House that hate his guts and spy on him and leak stuff. That it's impossible because you cannot help but like the guy because he he's just, he's a good guy. Right. And he talks like a human being and, and comes by and, and will say hi to you and acknowledges your presence, that kind of stuff. And so you have that. And then you have a guy who made all these promises on the campaign trail. And you literally if you're not looking through, you know, some kind of, uh, I don't know, um, uh, glasses that that kind of cause your eyeballs not to see as you see that the 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 the, the promise. Oh, my God. I, I want to answer this call, um, but uh, I can't. Um, um, is that um, he got all those promises done, right? In spite, here's the other thing. Here's the most important part to that is that, um, uh, is that he made these promises that he wanted to fulfill. He could have got, he probably could have got many of those promises fulfilled within, I think, a year or two, many of them, within a year or two. And, um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm texting the person who called me. <laughs> Better than answering the phone. <laughs> and he was able, uh, and he was able to get pretty much all of them done, right? Maybe not to the extent, maybe not as much as the wall, maybe not as many of the programs that he wanted all the way through. Maybe he only got them started and they're they're in the process of being done. But if you if you would not have the resistance of the evilness of the people that are actually lying, because I just showed you proof that they actually lie and they actually have been telling you that he's a liar when in fact they're the one. Every time that they say that he's lying about something, at some point you'll realize that they were actually lying about the lot. Right. They were telling you that he was a Russian spy. Right. And that they had proof. And that they had evidence. And yet now we have everything coming out that they are the ones who created the evidence. They paid for it. They paid a foreign government official to create the dossier that is all a lie, that is completely made up, uh, including the uh, Ukraine um, um, uh, information and all the stuff that went along with that. All of that is actually them cooperating or um, um, using foreign interference to create a false narrative that they blamed him for and said that he was doing when in fact it was them themselves who were doing it. And you, you look at all that, that you had all that going on, the impeachment, the, the investigations, the lawsuits, uh, the needless lawsuits, you know, could he have done some things better when he was not the president? Of course he could have, but why are we going back to that when we have a country to run, when we have things to do, when we have people that are hungry, we have people that are starving, we have education needs for people in, in poor income areas and, and, and black communities that they want, they want choice for school to get out. And while all that is going on, they're busy interfering with it all and blocking it and stopping it. They have crime reform that they're screaming about that they want done. And they have crime reform. They have a bill that they want to push through, but they're blocking it. Why? Because they don't want them to have any successes. And they're saying, well, he only wants it for political. No, that's why you want it. That's why you are blocking it. He does. He really does. I, I'm convinced that he really doesn't think that way, that he doesn't really think that if I do this, I'll get reelected. 
Now, every politician wants to get reelected, and he knows that if he has success, he'll get reelected. Of course, right? If you're good at your job, you'll get a raise. If you're good at your job, you'll get a contract extension. So you want to be good at your job. But you also want to be good at your job because it benefits people. As a police officer, I wanted to move forward. I wanted to get the next position. I wanted to be a detective. I wanted to get the canine. And I worked hard to get the canine. I worked hard to get into detectives. I worked hard to be in the helicopter and be an observer. I worked hard to be on the SWAT team. I worked hard to get those things. But you can't say you're only working hard because you want to get on the SWAT team. Yes, I want to be on the SWAT team and I want to work hard. I want to save lives. I want to do my job well. If I don't get the SWAT team, I at least I still can look back and say, hey, I did a hell of a job. I didn't get on the SWAT team, but I did a really, really good job. Maybe I'll get something else. Maybe I will leave a legacy behind because I did well. Like who doesn't want to do well so that they can get something in the future, but also who doesn't want to do well because it's the right thing to do. I, I think that I think that President Trump can do both those things. If the only people that think that he can't are the people that hate his guts and think that he's dumb and think that he's lied and think that, uh, that he's racist and think that all these things. But there's nothing that you can look at without goggles on that that blur your vision and not see that he's not racist. I think I said that right, right? Because if you just look through his history and what he's done, the things, the people that he's hung out with, the, pe the people that he's supported, you know, between Herschel Walker and him having a really great friendship where Herschel Walker would watch his kids and then the, the Herschel Walker's kids would sometimes go to Donald Trump's house and, 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 and these relationships that he had with, who, what racist has a relationship with black people? I, I I don't know many. <laughs> I don't I don't know any racists that, that I know of. Um, uh, well, that's not true. I think I might know one, but uh, <laughs> I can't imagine them having a, a a black person babysit for them. That would never happen. As a matter of fact, I know that would not happen. All right, and and so you can look at all these things. And again, I I know I know that you can have these thoughts and these things in your head that are causing you to have this this thought process that Andy, you're only saying this because you're a supporter. I'm a supporter because I'm a supporter of the United States of America. I want America to succeed. He is the only president that's got as much done. If you look at the list of things that he's got done in three years, and again, you have to look at the list and think he did all that when he there was no one on the other side helping him. Where he had to work, he was like a salmon swimming upstream. Right. At no time was he swimming with the current. Right. He was always a salmon who was swimming. God, I got to swim through all this crap. I got people throwing stuff at me. I got Molotov cocktails coming into the White House. I got I got I got barbs coming at me. I got all kinds of shenanigans coming at me. And at no time was he ever swimming with the stream. It, it, at the, the entire almost four years, he's been swimming against the stream. And yet he has gotten more done for the black community. Um, uh, you have a, you throw at him a pandemic, right? <laughs> and he still gets things done. We had a little downturn of the market, which always happens when we have a large rise, right? There's always gonna be a downturn. It's gonna come back up again. Today's one of those down days. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow. But in spite of that, that's how strong the economy is that he built, that he built such a strong economy, not, not on purpose, but because that's what he was doing, that here it was, it was so strong that it even is surviving a pandemic where the country has been completely shut down. That yet the, the minute we begin to start bringing it back, the economy starts going back. Can you imagine if we had any other economy under Obama? I know what they're telling you. Don't believe it. It's a lie. Um, under uh, Carter, under who else can I think of? I can't think of that many people. Um, 
But no, I mean, there's no economy that could have gone through this pandemic and be where it's at today, still breaking records um, uh, with a pandemic that shut everything down in the way that it did. Um, and so this is amazing. All right. So that's how you kill 11 million people by the reading of this book. Get this book. It's good to have around and read every so often to remind you of why silence will get you killed. Silence and lies is how you kill 11 million people. That's what I took from this book. Not speaking up, ignoring the obvious, pretending that you're not hearing what you're hearing and blah, 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 blah. Uh, being afraid that if you speak up, that you'll be canceled by your friends, that you will lose a customer, that you'll lose your business. I'm telling you, that is not the case in many ways. Some ways you will lose some people. That is true. But um, uh, it'll make you better. It'll make you a better uh, person. It'll, it'll make you proud that you spoke up. But did you hear those numbers I gave you? I forget what it was. It was uh, Andy Andrews. Amazing. Andy Andrews make, writes some really good books, by the way. Um, and there's some other videos and things that I read. Where is it? Where's the silence? Uh, you see, it wasn't the Jews. Uh, what was it? Gosh darn it. I'm not going to find it fast now, am I? We know the time the train was running. Mm -hmm. Darn. I wanted to find it fast. I'm not going to find it fast. It was a large amount of people. It was a large percentage of people. 8.5 million. Oh, only 8.5 million members of the Nazi Parley. So the remaining 90% out of 79.7 million people. Again, they were scholars, right? They were doctors. They were mothers and fathers. They were um, ministers, farmers did nothing. They stood by and watched. They did nothing. They stayed silent. What, what am I going to do? I'm just a farmer. What am I going to do? I'm just a guy with five kids living in uh, Orange County. What am I, what does my voice have? I, I, again, I, right now, I don't know how many people I have on. It, it's hard to tell with this thing, but it could be 25. It could be a hundred something. Sometimes I get off. I see that I have tw uh, you know 10,000 people who knows how many people I have because I'm, I'm, I'm spreading out into eight different, different platforms. YouTube and Twitch and Twitter and, and, and five different Facebook pages. All the numbers are all over the place. So I don't know what it is. So how many, so let's just say, I'm, I'm gonna end here because I know I've got on for an hour and 18 minutes, but I'm just gonna tell you this and you can do the same thing. If you simply, if you talk to five people, let's say that there's five people watching. Again, this is the, 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 the law of mathematics, right? You talk, to five, you talk to five people and three of them get moved. Two of them get moved. Let's say two out of the five. Two of the people get moved to tell somebody else, right? You essentially just told four people, right? And, and, and who knows who one of those four people are? One of those four people could be very um, respected. One of those four people could be somebody who knows a very large amount of people who you don't know, right? But let's just say, you know, you've spread it out to now four people. You have five people, only two people really listen and actually spread it out. They spread it out to two more people. Now you have four people that are speaking out and now they spread it out to some other people and you can begin to see the growth. Do you see what I'm talking about? Exponential growth. It just begins to grow. And so I don't mind uh, if there's one person watching, 10 people watching, a thousand people watching. I've had up to 20,000 people watching one of these Facebook lives. I don't care. I am not staying silent. I am not going to sing louder when I hear the whistle blowing and the wheels of the train coming down the tracks just so I can ignore the, the, the cries of the people inside that are being led to their death. I am not going to sing. I'm going to talk. I'm going to speak out and I'm going to take my chances. In front of my house, I have a Trump flag. In front of my house, I have an American flag. 
When I walk around, I wear the clothing of the American people. I wear a flag. I wear USA. I wear Trump. I don't care. Why? Because I want somebody to say, hey, I'm with you, right? And they see me doing that. When I walk into church, you wouldn't believe. When I walk into Stater Brothers, I have at least two people every time I go with a Trump hat, Trump flag, or shirt or whatever. I have at least two people say, God, I love your shirt, right? That may cause them to know, you know what? He's doing it. He's not afraid. I'm going to do it. I see what happens to people. If you don't walk in Portland with a <laughs> with a Trump shirt. Not right now. Not unless you're with 35 people, right? Don't be stupid. But there's a start, right? I walk into Stater Brothers. I walk into um, Hobby Lobby, which is pretty safe. I walk into uh, Albertsons. I walk into Home Depot, right? I have countless people that go, dang it. I like that shirt. Way to go. Thumbs up. Give me knuckles, right? I'm at church. People go, oh my gosh, I love that shirt. And that is what causes other people to go, oh, right, he's doing it, right? It may not be the first time. It may not be the second time. But maybe the third time they see me, they go, you know what? I'm going to begin to now speak out. I'm going to let people know. And they go, I didn't know that you were a Trump. Yeah, yeah, I am too. And it begins to spread. So don't be silent. Don't raise your voice in singing to ignore something that you need to speak out about. Those people in that church said nothing, and those people were led to their death. Would they have been killed? Probably. But um, if you get enough of it, there was nine. What I say? I was. It was ninety percent of the population said nothing. Ninety percent of the population could have taken over the the nine percent of people, whatever it was, the ten percent of people that were were crazy ass lunatics, right? Oh, a crap app. What did I say? <laughs> What I say is a crap app. I, I need to know what I said. How is Biden going to fly around then? Maybe he will bike to. <laughs> it is possible. I don't know. Uh, were you this conservative when we rode together? Never knew it. I don't know. I don't know if I was. I think I was just a guy. I was just a dude. I, the country was fine. I didn't have to speak up. You know what, Carol, you bring up a good point. I'm going to actually, I was telling somebody this the other day. Why am I so vocal now? Why? And I probably wasn't as vocal then, I, but I was, per, I mean, it depended on the subject matter. I mean, in, in the end, in, in, in Anaheim Police Department, I was pretty vocal. That was the one thing that, that caused them to give me my retirement badge and say, hey, could you go do your business? Because you're, 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 you're getting into some things here and uh, we don't like it. Um, and that was, I was, I was burning people off <laughs> who were lazy ass bastards and not doing anything. They were sitting on their ass doing nothing. And so they got pissed off at me. And this was leadership, right? I, I, I burned off a couple of lieutenants and captains for doing nothing uh, because they pissed me off. Don't piss me off. <laughs> Get me going. I, it's not always the right thing to do, but it worked, right? It, it actually did make some changes. Some changes did happen because I spoke up then. So um, that wasn't in conservative. It was that there was a lieutenant who was not doing his job. And it, uh, it ended up um, causing me to be retired. Um, and so um, <laughs> so to answer your question, why, why am I so now? I have five children who need to live in this world while I'm still alive and after I'm gone. And they're gonna have children. I know they're gonna have children. I know my at least my four younger children, my oldest daughter probably will too. I'm not quite sure where, uh, you know, what her plans are. She's 26, she has a boyfriend right now. I'm not really quite sure. She's really into her work and art and that kind of stuff. I, I see her wanting to travel, that kind of stuff. And that's why I'm not sure if she's gonna have kids because I, I see her lifestyle of one that like, if I have kids, I'm not gonna be able to do all the things I wanna do. But I have my four younger children who almost all of them, I believe are gonna have huge families. They're probably gonna have four or five, six kids each. So why am I so vocal is because I have children that I know are gonna live in this world 
Well, I am still here. And as long as I'm a part of it, I want to show them that I fight for this country and I fight for them. Uh, and I want them to do the same thing. I want to set an example for them that they need to not lay down and die, that they are not to be a bunch of there's, you know, there's only one word that really describes some of the people that I see. And that is, and that is not a nice word that starts with a P and it, it rhymes with wussy, right? Uh, I, I do not like people that are just like, I, you know what I don't like? I don't like people that shake hands and it's really soft. It just drives me crazy. Like, would you shake a hand like a man? It, it drives me crazy. Uh, so I have this really, this thing, right? I, I don't care, um, you know, how you live your life. But there's, I don't want my kids to not be men and women of God, men and women of, of the United States of America, proud patriot Americans. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm doing my very best to do it in an honorable way. Sometimes I lose my way, right? Sometimes you see me be on here and I use words that I probably shouldn't, um, shouldn't use. And I'm trying to get better. I really am trying to get better. I, I put a post up. I said, you know, I'm trying to be nicer. <laughs> and I'm trying not to use that kind of language because that's what Trump gets into trouble too, right? He says things like we, like I know Trump and I would get along perfectly fine because we use the same kind of words, the same kind of words that piss people off. I piss people off today on Facebook. Um, and that, that's because I say, what are you, a pansy? Like, let's go, let's go and take care of this, right? <laughs> like what? Well, you're just so mean. Like, I can't believe that guy shot that, that he was being chased and he got cornered and he should have just laid down and died. I don't know why he shot that other guy and killed him because he was going to die if he didn't kill him. Of course he needed to shoot him and kill him because he got chased into a corner. What are you, a big wuss? He, he was, <laughs> right? I mean, that's the kind of conversations I have. And so I'm trying to be nicer and not so sharp like that. And so I'm hoping that I'm going to be taking. So to answer your question, that is why, because I have kids and, and I um, and I'm pretty sure if I didn't have kids, I'd still be vocal, but maybe not as vocal, not as not as concerned. Maybe. I don't know. But I feel like um, uh, the country's in trouble. The country is in trouble. But I also think this is a great time in our country. I think this had to happen. I think there's a many people that have been in this country that have been raised in this country have not seen adversity, really. Right. All the wars have been in Afghanistan and Iraq. And you got a few good men that go and, and, and take care of it. They come back all jacked up and and they're committing suicide. They have PTSD and that kind of stuff. And then and, and they just get ignored. Right. We have these other assholes. I have to say it. We have these other assholes that are being PS4s and Xbox and eh, man, they're playing, uh, you know, War War Ranger on a, on a TV screen. Some of them um, and uh, and could kill us of what's happening in our world. They don't know. Um, I just want more free stuff. I, why do I have to leave my house? I just want to play Xbox. Uh, and they don't want to get out. Um, and that's not the kind of kids I want. I don't want my kids to be like that. Uh, and I want them to fight for what's right. We, I need, we need to bring back America. And I think what's happening now had to happen. I think our world needs a little bit of a shakeup. And I see positive things coming out of it. I do. I see some positive things coming out of my church. Last night on a Wednesday night, a Wednesday night at the church I go to was standing room only on the inside of the church and they had the overflow which is the grass with a big screen tv was also occupied with attendees over three thousand people attended church on a wednesday night not knowing what the message is nothing special just church something's happening in our country and i think i think it's going to be okay i think it's going to be good but we have to we can't give up we can't not vote we can't think, oh, you know what? We worked pretty hard and ah, they're all going to get it done for me. No, you need to get out there and vote.
All right. Uh, 911 to 911 change. Yeah. I remember being on the freeway. I was on the 91 freeway driving in from Riverside. I'd got, I told my wife that we were going to separate and I was on the 91 freeway and then the buildings got hit by the planes literally the same day. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That was a crazy time, but yeah, 911 was, um, was impactful and uh, yeah, that never left me either. And I think that helped. I mean, not in a good way. Right? We didn't want it to happen, but I think uh, that that helped. Um, let's see. How is Biden? Oh, I already got read that one. I literally cannot wait for the debate. I cannot either. Gosh, I can't. I love Dan. Dan Bongino is, is so good. I look forward and I get mad when it's not up yet. Like at 10 o'clock here on the West Coast, uh, I, I keep hitting my refresh on my phone. Like, come on, Dan. Come on. Let's get this podcast up. Lower taxes is why hubby got a raise. Nice. Olandy book is a must read. Yep. Robert. Hey, Robert. How you doing? Hope you're doing well, my friend. Uh, oh my God. Flatten the curve. The new normal. We're all in this together. Shut up. Right. <laughs> Shut up. Get out. Go back to work. Go to school. Jeez. You see that the warning that was on my mask. I meant to have a little thing up here. I'm going to get off now. I'm so sorry. Now I'm just talking. Uh, all right, my friends, those of you. Uh, oh, you know what? Let me check something really quick so I can give you maybe the first chance to do this. Freaker. Hold on. I'm going to share something with you. Let me see. Come on, baby. Come on. Give me what I want. Give me. Oh, you bastards. So I have my podcast up, but it's still not on iHeartRadio. It takes weeks and weeks and weeks. I think I'm into a month and a half now of when I put my podcast up. It's everywhere else. If you go to Apple Podcasts and type in the Andy Falco Show, it's there. Um, If you go to Spreaker, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, if you go to Amazon Music, Audible, CastBox, Deezer, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Geoset, I don't know what that is, Gisavin, Gisavin, it's another podcast platform. Um, It is live. Oh, wait a minute. I want the opportunity. Maybe it. It's not on Amazon Music yet. It should be. I got to put it. I got to get on there. Uh, but iHeartRadio is the, it takes so long. It's not on iHeartRadio yet. But go on Apple Podcasts and just subscribe. It's these shows, but in the audible form um, and not in the video form. If you want to uh, go to YouTube because YouTube works better for you, go to YouTube, type in the Andy Falco show or Andy Falco and you'll be able to find it there too. All right. All right, my friends. Uh, I was hoping to give you some uh, breaking news there, but uh, unfortunately I did not. But the podcast is up. It's just not on iHeartRadio. Uh, maybe you don't use iHeartRadio, but if you go on to Spotify or um, uh, Apple Podcasts, you will find it on. Those are the two more um, as popular as iHeart. I think iHeart is the number one, though, uh, and that's why I'm waiting before I give the whole announcement because I want everybody to subscribe. All right, my friends. I love you guys. God bless you, and I will see you on the – hold on. <laughs> I will see you on the next one. Take care. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.